All right. Red button's in play. Here we go. Here we go. Well. Huh. How do? Uh, Today was a miserable, cold, yucky day, rainy. Yeah, rotten. Yeah, rotten day today. Just running around like a chicken with my head cut off today, trying to make up for what I didn't get done all week long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, work takes priority in the week, and then on the weekend, you try to throw together all the stuff that you have to do for the week, you know, for what you You couldn't do in the week. Yeah, we've been working through some pretty pretty unusual circumstances. We're a little shorthanded, and I'm going to find out more about that information on Monday, but uh, next week looks to be quite busy as well. Uh, wanted to tell you a little bit about the benefit that I attended last night for firefighter Brown, who was killed, uh, in the line of duty at a home explosion in Sterling. We talked about it, Mm -hmm. uh, a little while ago, along with 13 other members of, uh, the Sterling volunteer fire department that were on the scene. Everybody managed to, uh, everybody that was there managed to get injured pretty badly, actually. So if you if you just talk about briefly the incident, it was an explosion of propane, right? Right. It was a one of those big five hundred pound underground buried tanks mm-hmm. and it came in. The home was unoccupied from my understanding and talking with their county coordinator who I he was the county uh county chief. He was he's a big wig, um really interesting guy. I talked to him last night briefly. Um what wound up happening was neighbor or somebody called in. This was the rough story that he gave me mm-hmm. and uh, they smell gas outside. So they sent a, an outside gas response, mm-hmm. you know, which is a truck and an engine. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, smells and bells, you know, outside right. gas. Let's go check it. Um, they pulled on the scene. They get up to the house. The gas is so intense. They try to back the engine off. They're pulling everybody away. They get in the house, uh, they force into the house, and uh, the gas is just overwhelming. Mm. And uh, everything went wrong in in a split second. It went from an outside call to an inside call, and it just went off. Well, what does that mean, outside, inside? I I know what that means. Outside smell. Just an outside smell of gas. We can't really find it. We can't figure it out. We don't know if it's coming from a house kind of thing to an inside gas investigation, then they were going to upgrade the alarm to a, a full response and split seconds before that decision was made to upgrade to a full response for a structural gas response. Uh, something went horribly wrong. That's where the explosion happened. Correct. Correct. Firefighter Brown was standing in the doorway facing the front uh, of the home on the porch Mm. on the outside of the house when the explosion uh, set off and he was thrown at uh, considerable velocity into a very mature tree about six feet up into the tree about 50 feet from the front door of the house Um, my god yeah, and the battalion chief was on his way responding over and mushroom cloud. He's three miles away. He pulls the chain uh, before anybody calls for every full response. Uh, the engine was backing up and it was 150 feet down the straight driveway. And when the house exploded, uh, firefighter Brown and one of the uh, six by six posts that holds up the front awning of the home Mm. made a high velocity escape down the road and went right through the cab of the engine 150 feet away. Oh, my God. Uh, The driver was injured, Mm. uh, glass cuts and and fragment injuries Mm -hmm. from glass flying through wood flying through glass and metal at high velocity just went right through the entire cab. My God. Yeah. Everybody's got hearing damage, uh, concussions, petechial hemorrhaging. They've got, you know, they've got got some blast lung injuries and Mm -hmm. they've got one and they've got some burns. Uh, one, one young man is 
in serious condition in uh, the burn unit at uh, Nova Fairfax still, and uh, he's he's going to need a he's going to need a lot of help. Mm. So Loudoun County um, Fire Rescue Association, which is the county firemen's association, essentially, uh, they decided they were going to put together a fundraiser because. You know, these guys and gals that were on the scene of that uh, incident are going to need a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to need a lot of help. They're going to miss a lot of work. They're going to have to go to a lot of doctor's appointments. They're These were volunteers, man. These guys didn't get paid anything. Nothing. Zero. And uh, Firefighter Brown, he leaves behind a wife and three young children under 12. He was a stay-at-home father. His wife had a big job with the government, and she was doing very, very well. Um, and he was a stay-at-home dad raising three girls. And uh, he did a volunteer firefighter thing just to you know help the community and be, stay active and be sociable and mm-hmm. very some very wholesome dude. And uh, he goes out one night, and uh, after that, didn't the go end, home. Didn't go home. Sometimes they don't come home. You know, hearing that story. Although I've never been on a scene like that, but I can't help but think there's been a lot of scenes where I've been on gas leaks and things like that. Oh yeah. And it hits kind of close to home to me. I mean, just thinking about not being able to come home. Yeah. You die. One of the, one of the first, when I was a young man in college and I was uh, with the local fire department, (sighs) Like three days after I got my my gear and started, you know, the training stuff, that was uh, when the town of uh, Blenheim exploded from the te- Texas Natural Gas Pipeline. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? I remember. I was I was there. Wow. I was there after the fact, you know, you know, maybe, maybe 45 minutes or an hour after it happened. I remember, you, I remember you telling me this. Oh, people just do, do not understand the danger involved. And, and the firemen were hurt in that incident as well. So correct. In Blenheim, I thought it was a propane tank. Natural gas pipeline. It was a pipeline. Yep, it was uh, the Texas Natural Gas Pipeline. Hmm. They called it the Texas Natural Gas Pipeline. And it just sprang a a leak? There was a valve or something that, uh, I can't remember, it was like 30, 35 years ago, you know, Hmm. 33 years ago. Yeah, but doesn't this this incident kind of harken back to what you saw that day and 30 years ago? Yeah, yeah. So it kind of brings back it brings it back to my point why I'm asking is because even though the situation is different today you and I can relate to different things that we've experienced and yeah. it brings a, a sense of mortality to this. Oh, absolutely. And my heart try. goes out to those are, you know, brothers and sisters who want to just help. And now they have to go through a period, a season doesn't mean it's a fall, (laughs) spring or whatever. It's a period of time where they, they need to fight and get their, their, um, their lives back. I was talking to, uh, the County chief there. Um, super, super, super nice guy. I was, uh, I was wearing the old gang colors. Mm-hmm. So uh, he looked at me and he said, oh, well, hey, hey, you know, I know where that is. And, oh, I was, uh, you know, with uh, a big city department in the same state. You might have heard of it and blah, blah, blah. I rode in this town. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, super nice guy. I was just talking to him. And uh, the entire Sterling Volunteer Fire Department is like they're broken mm. right now. You know, what's it mean when you get two truckloads of people on a, on a, on a, on a Wednesday afternoon or a Wednesday, just about dinner time, 645 and in, in the beltway area, people eat late. 
Mm-hmm. People get home late, man. Yeah. This is dinner time. Mm-hmm. They had two full trucks. They had they had fourteen people there. That's a lot for two trucks. Mm-hmm. Full boat. Everybody was on. They got toasted. Now the entire department's like, nope, done. I don't blame them. Well, that's that's part of the stress reaction, the post traumatic stress that goes with it, because. Oh, yeah. The definition, the medical definition of post-traumatic stress, just so everyone understands, you have to be faced with a near-death situation, which is why a lot of our soldiers, Marines, sailors have post-traumatic stress because they were their lives were threatened on a daily basis, and that's that's the or you are around situations where there's death all around and that's that's how you the body will shield itself from that experience and block it off but it right. every every time people have that kind of reaction the body will get it out of them somehow which is where mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress comes from why people are irritable angry depressed turn to drinking mm-hmm. um yeah. A lot uh, want to turn off the pain and then resort to uh, dramatic means. But I understand what you're saying. And the reason why I'm explaining this is for our listeners. You talk about post-traumatic stress, that that's, that's what, that's really what it is. It's not, it's not, you know, you you hear in casual passing and that's not really technically post-traumatic stress. You know, you have to have a a near death uh, situation. My yeah. heart breaks for the family of Firefighter Brown. My heart breaks for all those people that are yeah. banged up. <laughs> and, uh, well, I'll, I'll say I'll say a couple more things about it, then we'll move on. But uh, it was it was it was not a somber event that they they put on. This was a. Come on down. We're going to put out some food, and you can grab a beer, chill out, whatever kind of thing. Um, we're going to pass the boot for these guys and gals because you know, and this is going to be a lot. So it was a pretty upbeat thing that the uh, the firemen's association put on. They did a very very good job with it. So if anybody from down there hears this, I. My hat, my hat's off to you. you did, you're doing the right stuff, and they're they're going to make sure that every bit of it gets to Firefighter Brown. Everything was donated, you know, the food and everything was donated, the room and the space and the parking and all this other bullshit mm-hmm. that goes with it. So that was very nice. Um, the guy I was talking to, the county guy, he was just just a super chill dude, and uh, I was talking to him, and he said, "Well." He said they should have had a full response there. And I says, well, could have, should have, would have, chief. You know, had they had a full response there, you'd have more than one funeral you'd be doing this week. And he looked at me and he shakes his head and he goes, you're, you're 100% right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> a full response would have gotten him another dozen firefighters. Mm-hmm. How many, what are the odds that they would have survived? Sounds like the pump operator almost bought it too yeah flying debris what's it take to, to disconnect a uh six by six pressure treated uh beam secured on the top secured on the bottom goes kicking loose out of its moorings and flies 150 feet down a driveway and goes through a fire truck that what has to that have mean? a lot of force behind it that's a that's a that, that force of that explosion has got to be <sighs> And that was unimaginable. Right, that was right next to where Firefighter Brown was standing when the explosion went off. My God, I yeah. There are not a lot of words to describe what that must have been like for that battalion chief when he pulled up. Can you? Could you imagine? No, I can't. Look, oh my guys are out on a smell of gas called mushroom cloud. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Send everybody. I'm I'm two miles away. I've got a mushroom cloud on the horizon. And now you're getting the May days. Mm. Can you imagine the terror that gentleman had mm. on his way to a routine gas call? Yeah. 
typically these routine, you know, these carbon monoxides and these hazardous conditions are, you know, not necessarily unfounded, but they're, you know, you can't find anything and that's okay. Right. All right. But there's, there's the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't know how else you explain something like this. How many uh, smells and bells calls have you ever been on where it turned out to be something? Uh, a small percentage, less than 10% of them. Not a lot. You know, there's only, you know, carbon monoxide is the biggest one. That's yeah, the number one. Of, I, didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of CO alarms when I was in. The, the carbon monoxide monitoring wasn't a big thing when I was younger. Mm. And You're still you, involved. When you got called to those and, and someone was... Well, they used to use hyperbaric chambers. They don't really do that anymore. They find that it's not as effective as just putting them on oxygen and letting the body kind of get rid of it. But if you're at a certain level, if you're at 80 part, you know, if you're at 80, uh, if you're measuring 80 or higher, you're dead. Your your body can't get the oxygen to where it needs to go because mm-hmm. carbon monoxide would rather sit on your, your red blood cell than oxygen. So carbon monoxide just takes the place of it so it's this is oh let me ask you this question how do you how do you feel that you've attended this and, and witnessed the this what kind of feelings are you having right now huh a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. it's 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 a lot to deal with you know, I mean, I I was not involved with the fire service for as long as a lot of people, but I had a lot of experiences. Mm-hmm. And some of those experiences were really, really good. And some of those experiences were really, really bad. The really, really good experiences greatly outweighed the really, really bad ones. But this little incident <laughs> brings back a lot of, you know, what we would describe uh, as real post-traumatic stress Mm -hmm. that I, I, yeah, I've got some, I've got some stuff going on. I have for years, always have. Mm -hmm. And what it, what it does is it brings up, it brings up feelings of what, what happened to you. You know, you personalize it just to give everyone an idea of what happens. You personalize it. And most of the time, these tough situations, these things that we witness, or the oh, things yeah. that we walk away from and say, holy cow, I can't believe I made it through this. Why did I make the, well, you know. Well, what do you think, what do you think happens to me if I see somebody standing behind a car with their back to traffic, with the, like the tailgate open, or standing at the trunk with their back to traffic? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. How do you think that makes about? me feel? I know. Because it's a similar situation, but that one percent of the time where Oof. someone wasn't paying attention, and there you I were, you had to le- you had to help. I had no choice. Anyhow, um, yeah. So there, you know, in a, in a in a relatively short career, there can be a lot of intensive experiences, and they have a cumulative effect. And last night, you know, it was it was. It was nice to go show support for sure and fly the flag a little bit and pat somebody on the shoulder and, you know, meet the county chief and, and just, he was a super nice dude. Um, there's nothing I can do to help other than to throw a, a check in into the boot and, and to pat the chief on the back and say, keep doing what you're doing, you know, make sure to take care of your guys and give them the standard pep talk and disappear like, you know, pfft. You know, like you'll never see me again down here, you know, mm. I'm glad, glad to be here, but, uh, good luck to you. Mm. Just weird. I think that's, that's the, consider the dark side of what, what a lot of us do. You know, those who help military, fire, police, EMS, yep. healthcare providers. I mean, that's, that's the reality. Just, just, just think that young lady has got to raise three kids by herself now, right? All because of something really fucking stupid happened. Wrong place, Just, wrong time. Like, wrong place, wrong time. He, you're, he got hit by lightning, you know, and uh, 
lightning struck and uh ouch you know there was a there were there were two firefighters that were killed back in my old parts and one of them uh he had a son and after this gentleman died his son um really lost his grip on life in general and had some serious mental health problems growing up and grew up and he, he, he actually killed his mother. Mm. He murdered his mother. And, um, I, I, I believe he's locked up forever now, but, uh, you know, when you lose a parent in the line of duty, you know, that, that does shit to kids. Well, it's also an extreme, that's an extreme case, but again, oh. Yeah, it's an extreme case, but it's still a case. It is. I, I understand that. But what overall, what it is, is the grieving process. You know, we have loved ones. We have friends. We have people that we have known in passing or worked with on you know, just in a casual way. And it sucks when it happens to someone else. But... In a way, that's that's how we need to process what happens to us and make sure that we go through the, the grieving process. And I, I pray that God gives the strength to Mrs. Brown and their kids to take this horrible situation and, oh. never, and may his memory live forever in their hearts. Um, Nothing's going to bring them back. Well, if if anything taught me, if if I learned anything last night is that I think that they, there's in Loudoun County, Virginia, I think that that's a, there's a lot of really fucked up things about Loudoun County, Virginia, but one thing is going to remain, you know, the constant, you know, the, the people that are involved with the fire service are all genuinely pretty decent people. Uh, and I really, honest to God, think that what I saw last night, I, I think that uh, these folks are going to be taken care of to the best of their ability, which made me feel really good. You know, if, if something shitty is going to happen, you know, at least these people are going to have their back. Yeah, and, you know, Tunnel tunnel, the Towers will be there. Sure. Gold of Honor yeah. will be there, you know. Yeah. Like right now, they've got uh, they've got a... <clears throat> they got a, a another district uh, sitting in their station because everybody is uh, pretty rattled, mm-hmm. and they're gonna give them a little time off. Mm-hmm. So it's tough for everybody. Everyone's really pitching in. So, well, I don't know. may God give them the strength to get through this. And yeah, you know, huh. as while nothing can can totally take away the pain and you know the, the 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 tough time that these people are going to go through with time it'll you know a long time whatever time it takes they'll be okay well yeah well if anything happens down there I'll you know I'll I'll I'll, I'll check in with this chief uh, from time to time he gave me a card and uh I'll bounce him an email and I'll stay in touch with them and, and keep track of things up there and we'll update regularly. But, uh, you know, next time your local fire department, if they have like a fundraiser or a drive or they need anything, or if you have time or a skill and you want to do something for your community, it is like one of the very American things to have a volunteer fire brigade. Mm-hmm. And there's no better a thing to do for your community than to go give of yourself and your time and your skills. So if that's something that you're inclined to do, go investigate it. You know, if you don't want to run into burning buildings, we get that. (laughs) There's ways that you can help your community. So anyhow, uh, moving on, what do you want to talk about next? Uh, I wanted to start uh, doing kind of a regular check-in series with my personal experience of getting a pistol permit here in new york (laughs) oh 
Oh, so you're in the process of leasing your rights back from the state. Yes, that is correct. Congratulations. It all started with uh, one of the instructors, one of the classes, the the pistol safety. They actually call it the pistol and semi-auto automatic rifle permits. Because now you need a permit for a semi-auto rifle, which is completely... Uh, an abomination of what a semi-automatic rifle is, if you think about it. Um, I've learned now. Well, it's an abomination to the entire Constitution. So. That, well, that too. But I, I, let me let me share with everyone what I had to what I what the steps I'm going to have to go through to get this. So I signed up for the the 16 hour classroom lecture series of going over law, going over. Uh, avoidance, uh, mitigation of uh, conflict. I mean, that doesn't happen until April. Um, in that course, I also have to do a two-hour demonstration, uh, which I, oh, I'll tell you this in a second. So I have to do a two-hour demonstration of uh, five, I have to hit four out of five rounds on on the paper at, at 25 feet, which is four yards. My friend is correct on the measurements there, right? What? The four yards four is twenty five feet, right? <laughs> no. What is it? Oh, it's like it's like twelve. Oh, twelve feet. Okay, thank you. Thirteen I'm... feet. I mean, it's like that's not that. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's far enough, but not okay. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll tell me more. I want to hear. I want to hear. Come on. Uh, during that that practical session, I have to show that I can uh, clear. The, air, the 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 pistol. I have to show that I can change uh, magazines, which they only give you ten bullets, by the way, and their max capacity is eighteen, fifteen, somewhere around there, depending on the rounds. I defer to my friend, the expert over here. But what you what you, what what you bought the factory magazines are actually designed to hold only ten. That's what this one has. In, in the platform that you yeah. that you chose. I have the same platform. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. They make aftermarket magazines that hold more ammunition for that platform. However, they suck. And mm. we'll talk about that. Keep going. Tell me more. <laughs> um, I actually found out what a uh, uh, some of the different sightings. You can have a site with a red dot that gets, you can connect it to this this platform that I bought. Well, oh, I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, and then I have to put it, uh, the, the pistol in the, in the holster from concealment, take it out and then put it back to concealment, which is part of the skills that you have to do in the two hour session. Oh, did I tell you that the course costs 250 bucks just to take the course? And there's only like five instructors in the state that are licensed to, to, to give the course. So they've created a bit of a, Bottleneck and a monopoly. Tell yeah. me more. Come on. Uh, $40 for the pistol practical. I call it a practical. That's what it is. Yes. It's a range fee. Yes. Range fee. And then yes. then I have to fill out a whole form. This is, this <laughs> is where it gets interesting. Four, four references that can vouch for my good moral character. Which and, is not a standard against the, con- that the Constitution of uh, permits anyhow all right uh plus uh so today i put a deposit down about half of the cost of this this uh platform that i chose this this pistol and i won't be able to see this thing for another would you say six six months? months yep at least six months at least six months at least could be a year mm-hmm yeah, isn't that now, great? Now the the application process. This is interesting. So, because I'm 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 a stickler for filling things out and everything. I have to make an appointment to go to the county sheriff's office, where they they do the intake, you know, take a picture and all that stuff, and check your license. Yeah, you need an ID for this, by the way. You don't need an ID to vote, but you need an ID for this. Right, right. Then, right, right, right. Oh yeah. Then you have to go and get fingerprinted 
yep. which uh, the fingerprinting is at another place. I, that's sixty five bucks. Yep, at another place, or I, the I don't know if the sheriffs do it, but you know, no, they don't. Well, they do. You can have live scan fingerprints done at the sheriff's department, and I think they're only fifty five bucks at the sheriff's department. If you have to have live scan fingerprints done, do them at your sheriff's department yeah. because you're giving the, the you're giving the sheriff the money. And yeah. I'd rather give the sheriff the money than give you know fingerprints R us the money. Right, right, right. Five bucks a copy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's that. Plus yeah. a Nix. Plus a Nix check. Yeah. Which is not going to come. It was. It was. Well, I'm not going to bring her home anytime soon. And did I miss anything? Let me think. No, that's about that's it for now. So I'll, I'll keep everyone posted on the the course. I mean, I'm sure it's a real tearjerker. This this uh, course lecture they're going to read out of the law manual, I guess, and trying to tell common sense stuff. Now you would be impressed, Alpha, that I was able to um, bring about bring about the things you taught me when when you took me when you took me uh, shooting for the first time in my life because. Yep. I grew up in a house that was not conducive to uh, the Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, um, not even a little bit. But I plan on you know using this as a as a range. Uh, I like target shooting, and you know, I I I'll be on, on my my thought is, I I do not have one have to ever use this ever. Oh. You know. No, no. If 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 you're if you're if you're in a conflict and you're reaching for a firearm, yeah, things have gone completely fucking sideways, and it's not going to get better. Uh, Every every action you take after it skids off the road just makes it worse. There's there's just no upside to shooting anybody. No. No, no only, I don't see it as I don't see it as the only purpose is is you you are going to suffer grievous injury or risk of death or great bodily harm, uh, and and that's about it. So and, and I don't my my, uh, my admiration goes to the police officers that train for this stuff. But no. oh man, I'll tell you, I've been I've been doing the same sort of training for like you know thirty thirty three years now mm-hmm. thirty thirty two years. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. So the the idea is to kind of share my experiences with this, but you know the 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 worst part of all of this is you know I I like the idea of a AR fifteen or one of those types sure. of platforms, and there's no way the one the things we have in New York are ridiculous. They oh, totally made it yeah. difficult to use it best. And here's, here's the example. So like a magazine normally comes out of the, yep. out of the rifle and you take another one, you put it in there, you have more rounds to, to go ahead and shoot, which you're only limited to five, I think, in an, or 10 in an AR 15. 10. And this one, you have to load it from, it, it, the magazine's like soldered in place. You can't even get it out of there. Yeah, yeah. It's got a fixed magazine in it. You got to load it from the top, and it only will take ten rounds at a time. Right. Yeah, I know. It's um, how unconstitutional is that? It's terrible. Uh, but you know, they're just going to do whatever they want to do in New York. It doesn't make any difference what anybody says. AR-15s where I live are just as like they're like peanut butter and jelly. Mm. They're everywhere. Everybody's got one. It's a good and a bad thing. Hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, shotguns and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, it's, you know, you get a, it just, it just blows my mind. Just the, the amount of red tape and hoops I have to jump through just to, it's just, it's just liberal fantasy land that they think that, Anything that they are going to do to a law-abiding citizen is going to stop a criminal from picking up a gun and hurting somebody. It's just it's just nonsensical. But the point the point is, listen, you live in you live in a tough spot, right? You you live in a tough spot. You got to jump through some hoops to 
go ahead and, and buy yourself a pistol and it's it's not really terribly easy and you know it's it's a it's a nightmare okay and there are other places where you just walk in show me your driver's license fill out a form 4473 they call in a next check next check you know goodbye have a good one enjoy your gun okay so there's a huge disparity why are you any different than somebody that lives in montana except for the people that are telling you what to do mm. you're no different you're no, the same American. I have same friends. Rights. I have friends here that are all part of the 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 gun club that you yeah. know that I want to join, and I like to do some target shooting. I mean, to me, it's hey, uh, you know, dude. I, I had a New York State pistol permit. I had a New York State pistol permit for years and years and years and years. You know that? Yep. I went through the same shit you did. A few minor changes back then. Well, you have to back. There's no more uh, sportsman. You know, I had sports. to carry. I had a full carry. No, no, no. I know you did. I remember when you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing that the thing that is uh, interesting to me is that I have to have four references. Four. It's more than the job that I had to get. <laughs> I just, you know, to get a job reference. You know, Good moral character is not a standard test by which New York State was. Uh, it was ruled unconstitutional what they were doing with the good moral character clause. Mm. They're still doing it. They were doing the same thing here in Maryland. They're still doing it. Well, they shouldn't be, but there's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. New York is a lost cause, man. Bail. Flee. (laughs) Do not flee. Oh, flee. (laughs) Flee. Get out. I know. Get out. I'm, I'm, Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not staying in this blue state shithole for too much longer. West Virginia is calling my name, I guess. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I, or 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 much further south than that. I hear, I hear people saying, "Get the hell out of New York," and I, I don't, I don't see myself staying much longer. But things are fucking New York, New York, Illinois, Massachusetts. Uh, Jesus, oh my God! In California, uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's terrible here. It's it the, the crime here has just gone through the roof and you know we had um we had a two year old uh kid that was killed here with some uh little little random gunplay between rival gang members, okay? Mm. Turns out this guy who uh was part of this killing of this two year old kid in here in Montgomery County, Maryland, well, it was in PG County, the killing, but this is a Montgomery County, Maryland story. Mm-hmm. Turns out they had this guy on a theft charge. And he was on ICE's most wanted list. Hmm. You know, we hmm. will, we will come get him, please. You know, we're going to file a detainer. If his name goes into the system, we'll come grab him. Montgomery County Sheriff's, based upon the directives of the county executive's office uh, and their policy about not cooperating with ICE, they let this guy go not once, but they let him go twice after ICE filed two detainers with the county. This guy gets out, and he kills a two-year-old. El Salvadoran MS-13 gang member, arrested twice for theft, and once for robbery in Montgomery County, they let him out of jail. So the famous one that happened in Athens, Georgia, for oh, the geez. poor woman who was going to nursing school, who's trying to make something better of herself. It was the same story you just told. Yeah, she, same shit she was running to stay in shape and keep action, you know, take action, you know, all, all the medical people, what do they tell you to do? Go exercise, go keep in shape, get everything else. It's doing all the right shit. The and kid's not hurting anybody. This young lady goes out and she gets killed. By an illegal alien who doesn't belong here in the first place. So, in my opinion, in my bold opinion, this is not humble. Now it's bold. If these people weren't here, these people would still be alive. And Biden has blood on his hands. Of course he does. Of course he does. So does my county executive. In all of these assholes who now all of a sudden have gotten together and decided uh, maybe 
maybe we ought to cooperate with those ice detainers. What do you think, guys? All of a sudden, how many people did it take to die? Four that I know of. There's a lot more the press aren't talking about either. Propagandist arm of the Democrat Party. There you have it. We live here in a very, very densely populated metropolitan area. We have a county that when all of this shit started, you had the county executive get up in front of the world and say, we're a sanctuary county. This two-year-old gets popped and killed because it's our fault here in Montgomery County because we elected these assholes. Mm. He's like, well, you know, we were never a sanctuary county. Blah, blah, blah. What the fuck what? are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Well, we were, we, well, we really didn't mean it. Why don't you tell yeah. that two-year-old kid that's dead now? Yeah. Why don't you tell that to the kid's mother? Jeez. They're trying to hire a class of 600 Montgomery County police officers. Who wants to be a police officer in today's day and age? You get canceled. You can't do your job. You can't do, I mean. Jesus, if you do anything, you're going to get, you're going to go up in front of the trial board. Why do you want to put up with that shit? I don't. I wouldn't want to put up with that shit. That's insane. So they're trying to hire 600-plus police officers. They put on an academy. It used to be if you wanted to be a police officer, it was one of the most competitive uh, civil service jobs there was. Remember those days? I'm trying to remember back. That was before COVID. When we were kids, Mm -hmm. our buddies that wanted to be cops, oh, I'm going to take the test. There's like 400 people taking the test, and there's 16 slots, man. Mm-hmm. Now it's like there are 400 slots and there are 16 people taking the test. <laughs> that's that's what's happened in 25 years or 30 years. And tell me how, how good a kind of candidate pool are you going to get from only 16 people taking the test for 600 positions? Well, since they politicized everything, and and that's what this is really about. When they when they started politicizing policing, and 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 they 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 dropped the standards so low mm. to get to find people to get to pass the background and the physical and the psychological testing. And if you've got drug use on your record, you can be a cop now. I mean, they've just they've just. They've, they've dropped the standards so low. And these cops are so afraid to do anything because, you know, they get on the job and they're like, well, cool, this is cool. And someday they're going to be forced to do something. And they're going to make the wrong decision. Mm. And they're going to get somebody hurt very badly. Because every decision that they make, you know, they're like, oh, I'm the diversity hire. I'm great. You know, I can't be touched. I'm this, that, the other thing. I'm the disparaged minority. I'm a tranny cop. I don't give a shit, whatever. You know, look, I can't do anything wrong. And the minute you do something wrong, you're going to go through the paper shredder just like everybody else by cupcake. Mm. So everybody starts doing a calculation when they're on the job of what is the extent of which I am going to stick my neck out on the line in this given situation. Instead of let me jump in there to help and we'll sort this shit out later and we're just going to hope for the best, which sometimes actually works. Mm-hmm. That's how it was when we were kids with the cops that we used to work with when yeah. we were young firefighters. Yep. It's like we don't really have a plan and we don't got to worry about this shit. We're going to go in there. We're going to solve the problem. We'll kind of sort it out when we're done. Right. Now no one, everyone's paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. That's why these active shooter situations go on as long as they do. Yeah, they don't want to go in. They don't want to be oh, criticized. Oh. Yeah, this, that. I'm like, holy shit, man. If I go in here, I'm probably going to win a gunfight with this douchebag. However, what if I hit a kid or a kid gets hurt? Jesus, I don't want that on my conscience, or, and they're going to ruin my life. Wow. It's it's a real, it's, it's it, I get it. I get it. 
and we allowed this to happen. Yes, we did. We've allowed a false reality to creep into black and the black and white. Mm. Well, I wanted to bring up something else too. I, uh, Fanny Willis. I'm not calling her Fanny or whatever the frick her name is. Her name's Fanny. Fanny Willis. Boyfriend likes big butts. Apparently, that's correct. So this week, the judge compelled the coworker, friend, and then attorney to testify. The defense, who is actually bringing this motion forward to try and get this case dropped, was compelled to testify and not use attorney privilege as an excuse for not being able to say anything. The text messages, the complete 31 pages of all these text messages came out completely showing that the the woman that was testifying against Fannie Willis about this alleged affair that started not in 2022, but way back in 2018, 2019, around there. All these text messages have the friend of uh, Nathan, or what's his name there, Wade, the attorney that has really lied on the state on the on the stand there, and and also Fanny has also perjured herself terribly, and she's going around saying, "Oh no no no, we should still continue going after Trump." They are so blinded by this this go get Trump itis. I can't <laughs> tell you that. I mean, the reality is like needs to hit them square in the head, and hopefully the judge will. Do what's right and do what has to be done and take them off this case. This whole case was brought against President Trump down in in Atlanta as a way to get Trump out of the nomination running. And not only that, but Nikki Haley is still continuing her delusional decision-making process by staying in the primary that she has not won a single state. (laughs) Super Tuesday is coming up on this Tuesday. I, 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 hate to, I hate to say it. You know, if her goal is to finish, you know, last a couple of times, well, last every time, mm-hmm. third place twice, maybe, <laughs> and then second place a bunch of times, I think she's winning at her plan. Um, she's hoping something bad happens to Trump. Right. That's, a cl- that's clear. But Fannie Willis is not going to be the one that takes Trump out. I don't think so. And I don't think I don't think this Jack Smith shit in New York City is going to fly either with his classified documents crap. Oh, no. The Florida. I don't think that, I don't think that shit's going anywhere. No, the trial is getting delayed again. Or I think President Trump wanted it August 8th or something, which is prime picking time to get. The high, the, on TV every night at eight o'clock in your living room. That's and right. He'll be telling you how he's been screwed by the jury or the judge <laughs> every day. And I'm taking this shot so you don't have to. That's it's right. going to become right. a campaign for him. That's right. This is a whole campaign. Give a shit. That's right. He can't lose. Mm-hmm. Well, he could. Well, we talked about the cheating mechanisms that are in place and all this other stuff. I still, I'm long on this country, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, we'll have to see. I, I I'm pretty optimistic. It's just things are things feel really bad right now, man. It's gonna get worse. Just hang in there. <laughs> Thanks for the words of encouragement, man. <laughs> it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse uh, before it gets better. This whole war, this whole run to the war narrative, this whole thing to hurry up and let's start a war with Russia. Or, that's the biggest diversion that anyone can do to to the to the people that aren't paying attention right now, there are people that are just not paying attention right now. <laughs> they're still sleeping. Most people are waking up and they're saying, Whoa, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. But yeah. 
but you have a large, you still have a large population to wake up. They need to wake up and stop the nonsense and let's go already. Yeah, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really bad, and 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 I'm looking around, and and I don't know about you. It's more of a feeling than anything that I can really quantify. That there there there's something really wrong. Mm. There's something there's something not right going on. It's 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 something's off. Mm-hmm. It's the upside down, yeah. right side up world. Well, and, and people that you wouldn't normally think that would you know want to even discuss anything like that are starting to say something's not right. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense. Or I don't understand this and why that. And you get what I'm saying. People are starting to ask questions. Yeah. I I think that people are starting to, uh, people are starting to wake up. Mm -hmm. But it's going to get a lot bumpier before it gets any smoother. Mm. And there you have it. Another episode of the Signal 50 podcast, episode 150. Wow. Wow, we is right. I want to thank all of you for helping us along here and listening to us talk about all these things that we find are important here on the Signal 50 podcast. Uh, you can find me on X at, at Signal 50 podcast. You can just follow us along and give us your comments and your words of encouragement. You can follow my friend Alpha Sierra 288 on X, because that's the only place you're going to find them. And you can find me on Getter, True Social, at BravoGolf5902. We want to remind you to please, please, please subscribe, share our podcast around. We try to give you the inside scoop of what's going on in our heads based on the experience and the knowledge that we've acquired through all these years. Alpha, you're up next to thank the gang. As, as always, we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365. We really appreciate what you do. Be careful out there. Or police, fire, and EMS. Be super, super cautious about how you proceed uh, doing your job. Uh, always keep your head on a swivel. Be aware. And there's no such thing as a routine call. And That's when right. your hair stands up on the back of your neck, that means uh, you better be listening to the hair on the back of your neck. Something is not correct. Mm-hmm. So just be careful out there, kids. Be good. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone.